How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm a little sleep deprived right now, but besides that, uh, I'm doing pretty well. But okay. So thank you for uh, joining me on my podcast. This, I think this is episode five. It's been a hot minute since I've done anything, but uh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, um, Rachel is a fellow lucid dreamer. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, like, how exactly did you get your start with it? Like, when did you first find out about it? How did you dive in? Like, what was your experiences early on? Growing up, I would dream a lot. And it just always was with me since I can remember. And as far as like becoming lucid and realizing I was dreaming has really like maybe like four years now I lost my friend um a long time like four years ago and she would appear in my dreams and I started realizing like wait you're are you really here and I'm like no like she passed on but then it was her at like different ages like I so seeing her triggered my lucidity and I started flying a little bit here and there and it just kind of took off hmm. so growing up I would have some like I have sleep paralysis like here and there like not a big deal because it just was normal to me <laughs> but I it was freaky but it happened to me enough where I was just like oh it's just sleep paralysis it'll pass soon mm -hmm. and I would have like deja vu and I'd be like wait I had this dream and then after I lost Megan seeing her in my dreams I became lucid and I started looking into it and found out it's an actual practice this and people teach it so that's where i kind of started to the community so like like four years basically basically yeah i was thinking about it last week too i was like man it was really megan who put me over into the lucidity because once she was gone she would enter my dreams a lot and i think that was like a big part of my grieving process was seeing her in my dreams totally. and even recently um i think about a month ago i was like all right megan like i haven't seen you in a long time like come into one of my dreams like i fucking miss you and <laughs> i fucking had a dream i was at her house her mom her sister her brother was there but she wasn't there it was like uh. <laughs> uh so close but then i had another dream where i was like anyone know where megan is and they're like oh she's around no worries and i was like man like she's probably doing her own thing you know like she's on her own astral plane now but yeah it's really cool how that like line of connection i feel like is still there yeah it's weird man it's it's really weird you know we, I, I i talked to lana about this when she was on and the whole using this sort of tool as a way of dealing with grieving and trying to you know trying to keep connections alive with people or beings that have moved on to different realms than this physical one you know the biggest the biggest thing that like I never really lost anyone and tried to use this as a way of like keeping in contact with them until, until my dog. Fidel, until right? Fidel. Yeah. Like, and it was, it kind of became like an obsession. So when you say that you had like this little thing and you're at their, uh, her house and her whole family was there and she wasn't, mm -hmm. and you kind of had this thought of like, Oh, she's probably doing her own fucking thing. Like that was something that I had to sort of kind of like wrestle and grasp that, just because I want them to show up on my time doesn't mean that they're going to, you know? Right. And that's what I had to come to terms with too. And around that same week, um, my dog, Reggie, this is him back in the day, Aww. but I had to put him down like two Aww. Thanksgivings ago and I had a few dreams with him here and there, but just that week I was like, Megan, like come visit me in my dream. I was like the roundabout visit. 
And then Reggie was in one of my dreams. I was in a tower and it was just like a storm. And it was like one of those kind of scary dreams, but it wasn't like a nightmare because Reggie was just in my lap, like old times holding me. And like, I was just yeah. petting him and we we're riding the storm out. So I feel like, Hey, at least my, my dog came to visit me in my dream. Yeah. Were you lucid for that one? Or was that not? I, lately I've been getting this like lucid, but I just instantly ride it out. So I'm like, have this awareness that I'm dreaming, but I'm just kind of going with it. So I kind of lose the lucidity in some of my dreams, but I know for that split second, well, I'm dreaming right now. And then yeah, I just yeah. go back into it. So with Reggie, I was like, oh my gosh, like I know I'm dreaming because I saw bugs everywhere and I live in this uh, one room. Oh, nice. and studio type so i've gotten a lot of spiders in here and ants uh. in because <laughs> you open one door they'll come in like and there's mm -hmm. little cracks and like it's the summer california heat you know in sacramento with the valley all the oh. spiders are coming in yeah so when i saw them in my dream i was like oh my gosh this is like my room and then it took me back and i was like oh i'm dreaming and I, then i just calmly looked out this like window at like the storm coming in and all the lightning bolts and stuff. So that's when I was like, Oh, but I just pet Reggie just went away with the dream. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, like, and it's weird how they will show up in the moments when you actually really need them to also, you know, right. Uh, like I, I actually just saw Fidel yesterday. I had a dream or this morning rather I had a dream with him and it wasn't like, I, I didn't actually write it down. I put it on my voice recorder. So I, I the basics, that I remember of it is that I was, I wasn't happy in the dream. Like I remember being like, kind of just, Oh, you know what it was? There was this fucking, Oh yeah. There was this fucking, I was in like this weird hallway, like, uh, like in some kind of apartment or something. And there was this fucking like this blonde, almost like homeless looking dude, but he looked like a kind of like a surfer bro, homeless dude. And he was just banging his head on the wall and like knocking these fucking like paintings over and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? And I like, <laughs> It's like, it's kind of fucked up, but like I, I wasn't lucid for it, so I don't take any accountability in what happened, right? So, so I fucking uh, I take like this painting, or it was like a clock, I think. There's like this clock that's hanging right next to me. This dude's just bashing his head on the wall, and he's making all these weird noises and stuff. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to fucking do something or whatever. So I take the clock and I throw it at him, and it like bonks him on the head, and he kind of like has this weird like look. Like, it was almost like cartoonish in the way that he was kind of like, hey, wait, 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 and then he just fucking like passed out. And then after that, all of a sudden I realized that Fidel was like right next to me. And so going back to what you, uh, what you had said earlier about the whole, like you had to kind of come to terms with the fact that they might not always be there when you want them to. Um, when I first, like after Fidel left, which was now 347 days ago, uh, it'll be a year on August 2nd. I was like obsessed with trying to become lucid and just, just so I could see him. And I was having some pretty good success, but uh, I had one lucid dream where I saw him and I was in this kind and I talked with Lana about this actually, I was in, it almost felt like an art studio or something. <clears throat> and it kind of reminded me a little bit of my, my closet where I do my streaming for my gaming and stuff. Cause it had like this, this high, like chest high table. And there's like these hooks that are hanging like on the top, but there's like a whole bunch of art supplies that are hanging from them. And I turn around <clears throat> and Fidel is, is behind me. He's like in the room with me, but he's behind me. And he, he looks like, 
at that time he looked not great. Like he he pretty much looked as if he was still here, like in the physical world, and that his condition had gotten even worse than before. And I remember like feeling really bad about that. And I I spoke to the to the awareness like that uh Robert Wagner talks about the awareness behind the dream and everything. <clears throat> and I asked it, I was like, does he look like that because I'm or I can't right now I can't remember. I have it written down, but I, I can't remember if I asked it this or if it just straight up told me that no, no, no. I asked it. I asked it. I asked, like, does he look like this because I'm kind of like keeping him here? And the voice said, Yeah, like you're almost like keeping him here in sort of limbo. And so at that point I had like to make a decision, like, you know, honestly, I feel like I came to this planet to meet that dog. Like it was it was that sort of bond that I have with him. And I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that like, I don't want him, I never want him to be uncomfortable. I never wanted to see him suffer. I never wanted him to be in any kind of struggle, you know? And I would rather me suffer here, so to speak, than have to have him suffer. And so I made the decision to kind of like, okay, I'm not going to be obsessed about trying to find him when lucid. I'm going to let him do his own thing and fucking, you know, when he wants to come find me, he will. And so that's kind of been my MO for the past, you know, basically since 2020 is I, if I'm lucid, I'll ask to see him. But if he doesn't come, I don't, I don't fucking trip about it. And then sometimes he shows up when I'm not lucid like yesterday and he was fucking, it was so fucking emotional, dude, you know, like, but it's weird because like, do you ever have this where um, you were talking about like sometimes you're lucid and you kind of like lose the thing because you're just going along with it. Do you ever have like moments where it's not quite lucidity? It's like just below it, but like there's some part of you that's kind of like something's off about this. Like um, a lot of times when I was, when I'll see Fidel now, at least the past couple of months, I haven't really had too many lucids lately, but like last night when I saw him, I have like this, almost like this sense of like, part of me will remember that part of me will think that he's like still here in the physical world. So like, I'll see him and I'll be like, Oh my God, I get like a little bit more time with you, but I still haven't like quite grasped the concept in the dream that, Oh no, this is a fucking, you know what I mean? And then usually immediately when I have that thought, like, Oh, I get a little bit more time with him. Poof. I wake up and I'm just like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I would have that with Megan all the time. We'd be riding around because we would always ride around and like smoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, we were like, we grew up in Michigan together because our parents dated. So I'm like, so sorry. Yeah, like it was all <laughs> the time. But like we were almost stepsisters. But they, it was cool that they dated because they they sent us off to camp one week. They were like, hey kids, go. So it was like we have all these like family memories together. But our main thing was like, we would always sneak off and like, we would go smoke and like drive and go on the back roads. So I had a lot of dreams where we'd be just cruising. And I would think that like, wait, something's off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get a little bit more time with her. Like the good times, like yeah. jamming to music and just doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would just kind of go away. But the other day I was looking up on my phone and I didn't realize or recall that I had so many dreams the months after and huge part of my grieving process. Like I'm still grieve all the time, but totally. yet it's not that obsession to like, I tried so hard to like, I would wear her ring every day. And then I finally got, Oh, I had a dream. This is a good, 
good dream to tell you. <laughs> so I would wear her dream or her ring every single day. You'd wear her dream. I wear her dream. I wear her dream. I wear her ring all the time, and I would like be obsessed with having to have it on. Mm-hmm. And I had this dream that I was on top of like a skyscraper, and everything was kind of like loopy, like but it felt normal. But it was just like very like. I don't know, just like this. Like rocking back and forth? Rocking back and forth, like in a very smooth motion, though. Mm. And I was about, I had the ring on and I was about to drop it. And I couldn't remember what I wanted it, like where it came from. I didn't have any clue who I was, like in the real world. I was just in on this and this ring, I couldn't let it go. And I was like, I can't remember, but I know it means something special. And it started to fall. And as it fell, I was like, but I'll never forget. Like, I know, like, it was special. And a few months later, I ended up taking the ring off. And I was content with, like, okay, I'll keep her around with me, like, in my heart. I don't need to carry this materialistic item. But I always think back to that dream, how I forgot about, like, it. But yet, it was still, like, it felt special. Like, it was there. It was, like, it was, like ingrained like, in you. Yeah, it was ingrained in me. But yet, I even though I forgot what it meant, it was there. Yeah. So that kind of gives me that little hope where I'm letting go but they're still there and i'm letting her i'm not holding her back down to this realm either mm-hmm. she'll visit when she can yeah totally one time i had uh one of the lu- <laughs> one of the lucids that i had uh i want to say it was late last year it might have been earlier this year but it was one of the ones where i was trying to see fidel and like i become lucid and i'm in like this kind of field that almost it almost looks like a farm or some sort and i say farm because there was like farm animals and shit all around like there was fucking like llamas and horses and like fences and stuff but they looked like off i remember there was like this white horse that came up to me and when i say off like not so much like their physical stuff but their eyes like for some reason there was like something different about their eyes yeah and at first like they were kind of just doing their own thing. But then once I became lucid, like you could tell that they got fucking really excited at the fact that I became lucid. Right. And I remember like the white horse that came up to me and it was just like fucking nuzzling me and shit, but it had like this weird, like almost, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it had like black eyes, but in the center, it was like white. It was almost like a star, like a white star in its eye or something. It was weird. but yeah yeah but so i asked to see fidel like once i became lucid and like you know gave the horse some pets and everything some dap you know knuckles elbows and stuff of course i was like yeah yeah i was like hey so can i like see fidel and the the voice behind the dream told me that he was at taco bell because there was like some weird special for dogs that was going on right now i was like okay well you know fucking you know he's having fun (laughs) yeah good good to you buddy i you know i get it um so sleep paralysis, do you still, do you still have episodes with that now? The last, so last episode was six months ago when I first moved into this little bungalow and this is in my parents' backyard. So this used, like this area has been like in my life since I was a little kid. It used to be the hot tub area, the gazebo, and then it was, turned <laughs> into the, and then, okay. I, and then my mom married my stepdad under here in the gazebo and I was here for that and and then it became a man cave then my aunt lived here back to a man cave then my uncle lived here for a bit then my aunt moved back just like so many different people like in and out of here yeah 
I had my 16th birthday party back here and now in the situation it worked out that I could come back here and live rent free so I'm like super blessed yeah totally and for some reason the first two weeks I had four like twice a week like I would have sleep paralysis of these like two figures one would stand and one would circle around and I didn't know what it was but I couldn't move and there's all windows in here so I have a tapestry blocking that one now because just sleeping there like with the sleep paralysis like I've had a shadow person standing there watching me and I was like great I can't move and I'm like awesome and it's very open which I like it but very first two weeks somehow just triggered that sleep paralysis and it's gone away and I haven't had it since so I don't know if it was something new about change and me coming here but we do have two outdoor cats and I noticed since then that one will walk around and then the other one will go up on the railing right there and stare at me so Mm. I like to think maybe it was them walking around Mm, like (laughs) actually and stuff right so I'm like okay not like scared of it too much anymore and the other few times I had sleep paralysis were in the main house when I lived upstairs and I wouldn't be able to move so pretty interesting so do you do you uh like how do you sleep do you sleep on on your back do you sleep on your stomach all sorts I don't sleep on my stomach I like to like watch tv on my stomach sometimes and I like try to get all spots uh sleeping on my back is best because I don't wake up with any kinks in my shoulder or anything like that. I always tend to go on, I am a side sleeper too, but falling asleep on my back. And then once I wake up in the morning, I might shift around to kind of wake myself up. But as far as it, back sleeper. I'm an adamant, adamant stomach sleeper. But even, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. I can, I can fall asleep so quick on my stomach, man. It's ridiculous. But well, except for last night where I was fucking wide awake and shit, but that's besides the point. You had so much energy. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but even, and I like, do you, you know, you know, uh, fucking what's his name? Um, the wild guy in the, uh, the lucid dreaming group. Um, was it Brian? Oh yeah. I had, a, yeah, Brian. <laughs> I, I, he, <laughs> you got like, a story. I had a dream about him one time, but like he only appeared and I was just like, Oh, you're Brian from the dream group. And that was literally it. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Are you talking about, are you talking about the wild Brian or a different Brian? I don't know. Is it B-R-Y? It's the one that is always talking about wake-induced lucid dreaming. Like, like that's the only one. All those messages, or I haven't been reading those posts. I'll have to look at it. Uh, the one that I'm talking about wasn't in the chat group. It was the one oh, okay. he was in the, so when you said, like, you had a dream about Brian, right. I was like, you know what he looks like? Oh, Holy wait, shit. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Um, <laughs> that's. I lost my train of thought. Why was I talking? talking about that oh um because uh no i lost my train of thought fuck what were we, what were we just talking about we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about uh sleeping on oh, oh, oh i remember i remember i know where i was going so that dude the dude who i'm talking about who's like uh apparently he's kind of from from what i have learned from like Stuart, uh Stuart bell and from alan bell they told me that he was kind of like i guess a paraplegic like he's pretty much bedridden like he's got some kind of condition where he's essentially like just in bed all the time. And that's why he's such a one, he's an, an advocate for awake induced lucid dreaming, but two, it's like, that's his go-to thing because he, it's almost like an innate ability of his, like he can do it so easily because he's so bedridden. And he literally doesn't move. His mind is able to 
that's crazy. Yeah. That's, and so for him, like his whole thing was like, oh, if you sleep on this certain side, like you never get sleep paralysis. That's like his whole perspective. When and, you said like not sleeping on your back, it made me think like 99% of the times I've had sleep paralysis, I'm on my back because I'm always looking up. And one time when I was drunk, I had like a sleep paralysis when I was on my right side, but that was not really like anything else. When yeah. I was, so sleep paralysis, yeah, on my back. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had them... Uh, like I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I've had them pretty much every way you can have them. I've had them like not counting the thing I just told you. I've had them on my back one time where uh, I went to bed. Like sometimes I fucking move around in my sleep a lot. So like I'll, I'll go to bed falling asleep on my stomach, but I'll wake up on my side or I'll wake up fucking face yeah. like face up. Do you wear uh, eye masks? Have you ever yeah, worn eye yes. masks? I love night masks. I haven't been able to wake up with one. I always wake up and it's off. Really? Yeah. So I have to like keep myself going. I have to like get a calendar and do it for a week straight. I did it like every other day and then now it's just sitting on the side. But I even got one of those REM, the dream ones that do the blink dots. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever get to the point because I wake up and I'm like, my mask is off. And I'm like, (laughs) fuck you. I'm like, would I just rip it off my seat? I don't know. So one of these days I'm going to wake up and my mask It don't, don't feel so bad because I had that problem too, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I legitimately have 12 different sleep masks because what would happen with me is that the same exact thing. I'd wake up and all of a sudden I'm not wearing it anymore and now I can't even fucking find it. So now right. I got to order um, another one. You're like, like, it's gone. It's gone. It's just fucking gone. And so I have to wait another fucking week before I get another one to come in. It's like uh, in the place where all the socks from the laundry go. Basically, yeah. Basically. I had to like lift up my bed. It was somehow underneath my bed and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like what? Five other Um, sleep masks. (laughs) But, but so one time when I had sleep paralysis, this is when Fidel was still here and this was at my old, my old place. Um, I woke up and I woke up on, I woke up on my back and it was really bizarre. Fidel was like, uh, he was on my left side. He was like by my feet and I could feel on the left side of the bed like something pressed down on it, like almost as if something was kneeling on the bed. I could feel like the indentation going down. And then in my left ear, I hear, I'm in the room with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, I'm shitting my pants now. Yeah. And so like, like for me at that point, cause I, you know, there's been many a time where I've been trying to like, not so much induce the sleep paralysis, but like I wanted to try to have wiles and I wanted to try to have, AP and everything and so I knew that that was a necessary step of getting there but inducing it when you're going to bed versus waking up into it is a kind of different experience right Right. so when when that happened um my first instinct me being the smart ass that I was (laughs) I tried like I wanted to I I literally tried to ask it okay do you want to have like some coffee or something but I couldn't I couldn't fucking get the words out like it was just like no, but I, I literally in my head, I was like trying to ask it, okay, do you want some coffee or something? Like, you, like want some, <laughs> you want to play some Dragon Ball or something? I got the PS2 right here. We could fucking hook it up and shit. And immediately after, uh, after it had said that, like Fidel wakes up, right? And he like kind of turns around and was like looking over here and he's looking at me and he just kind of, he goes back to bed, right? And so my thought process was okay so either that shit was fucking in my brain or that was some real shit and it just wasn't anything to really worry about 
that particular one because Fidel didn't react. And I've been with Fidel when he reacted to something that I couldn't see. And so I knew that if any, like, if he's not tripping about it, then as uncomfortable as that thing was, right. I, I probably don't need to trip about that one. Not a threat or anything. Yeah. As I, I've seen him growl at some shit that I couldn't see. I was like, I just wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden he's like, like, You're like oh God. You're all right, buddy. And I go and I fucking just close the door. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Okay. Right, like you can't get through the door. Stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my friends. gosh. I've had some wild dreams um, or wilds when I was just in the float tank. Like I was Ooh. in a sensory deprivation float tank for a while. And right now we have you slept one. Slept in that? Oh, yeah. I've slept in it. And I've like taken edibles and gone in there for a few hours and just let my body melt. <laughs> and I, so many different trips in there. And I never knew what wild stood for or anything. Like, I didn't even know there was an acronym or, for it. <laughs> and once I started really getting into the dream community and started researching every, all these different practices, I started looking at the wilds and I was like, whoa, wait, I think I've, I've done that, but in the float tank. And I thought I was just like hallucinating or just fell asleep, but it was me awake going into the meditative state and mm -hmm. then going into it. So that night I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a wild tonight. And I actually did. And it was insane. I had my eyes closed. I just let my mind drift off and I'm a hopeless romantic. So I was just like visualizing like some romantic guy. And then the next thing I know through the darkness, a hand takes my hand and pulls me in and it's a whole entire city. And it's my first cartoon dream that I've ever had too. Everything was cartoon. And I'm oh. just holding this person's hand and I'm like in a dress and it's like windy. It's like palm trees, maybe Miami or like somewhere but I just think, oh my gosh, I did it. And I'm like, it's so beautiful. And I don't even know who's holding my hand. And I wake up and I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what you had? You had one of those fucking, uh, those selfie photos where the, the, the girl's like holding the dude's hand. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, just like that. It was so like picturesque and everything. It was like the way, like his, the hand brought me in. Almost so, like a DMT trip, how the hand reaches <laughs> So like in your mind's eye, you're in the void, like you're in complete darkness and you just see a hand kind of like come towards you and grab your hand. Yeah. Grab, yeah. told him in the void and grab the hand and I watched the blackness become to life and I was in this city. Damn. So, Damn. so I did my first wild. I have not been able to do one since. I haven't really put too much thought into it. I just kind of let my dreams go. Mm -hmm. hit and miss some nights anyways. So. Yeah. But that was definitely, that was a few months ago and that was really neat. I was like, that is so cool. And I have, like, I've been trying, like, you know, when I say try, like I'll, I'll go through periods of like maybe a couple of days in a row or maybe a week in a row of really, really trying to do a wild. Yeah. Um, but then usually what happens the vast majority of the time is that I just end up falling asleep or uh, like my restless leg syndrome will kick in and I'm just like, ah, fuck right. it. you know, if you should get in, if you ever can get in a float tank, try to do that. I know with this whole COVID stuff, that's probably not going to happen for yeah. a while. Who knows? But when you're in a float tank, they tell you not to move. So if you have an itch, you have to let that itch go. And that's what kind of gets you in that wild is like you're still awake, but then yeah. go right into it, which right now I have to find an electrician to fix our float tank to swap out the heater so we can get it running again. Yeah. And the float tank's been in limbo for a few months now. I'm like, please. RIP. 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 But it's but, there. So uh, it'll happen. That's definitely something that I, because uh, Joe Rogan talks about the, has talked religiously about float tanks. I one, I think, in his house. Yeah, 
yeah, for like forever. And so ever since he started talking, I actually had a buddy of mine that I went with for oh, him no. to do the float tank, but I didn't You're end frozen. up. I didn't end up. Oh. You got me? Okay, you're back. You just said I had a buddy of mine and then it cut off. You were frozen. Um, yeah, that was it. I just had a buddy, but um, yeah, I didn't really have anywhere to go with that story. I just wanted to let you know that I do in fact have buddies. Okay. No, That's no. all I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I had a buddy that I actually went with him to to do a float tank, but I didn't actually do it with him. But he he described like kind of a similar experience in the sense that like, he like lost all sense of his body and he said like he could see like it felt like somebody had just turned on the light inside the thing even though it was like pitch dark yeah um but so it's it's definitely something that i want to get if i'm ever fortunate enough to to have the sort of funds to be able to get one for myself that's absolutely something i want to do one day i will have like one like of my own but luckily my mom has one that i can use now so once we get it fixed if you're ever in sacramento you can totally totally Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I had a lot of different crazy experiences in there too. And I would wake up like in the tank and then I, the wall started melting. And then I actually woke up and I look around. I'm like, it's dark in here. Of course, that didn't really happen, but it felt like it really happened. Yeah. It was so crazy. I love it though. It's weird, man. Like this, the whole, what do you, what do you think dreams are? Like, what's your opinion on what dreams and lucid dreams are? When I was young, I was like, oh, it's just like my daily deposits. Like, it's what I dream of. It's just like ex- my creativity. And now I'm not even sure how to put my finger on it. I think that it can give us glimpses into what we need to know. Because I've had some deja vu experiences where I'm like, okay, how come I had a dream about this yeah. two years ago? <laughs> and in th- that time, I ha- somehow made all the decisions to come to this moment. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I have a lot of reoccurring dreams and I go back to the same place. So it makes me feel like I'm living a different life. Sometimes I've had a dream where I was on vacation for about 10 days, like a week to 10 days. And I woke up and I was like, what the heck just happened? And it's like, so I'm like, okay, how does that mean anything? But what I usually use dreams for is my shadow work and like dream symbolisms and trying to take in little parts of the dream or like, okay, this showed up in my dream. What could that mean? Or this happened. How does that make me feel? So I don't really take it so literally for what I see. I try to break it down a little bit more. So maybe it could be my daily deposits of what I dreamed of. Like what I did that day goes into my dream because I play a lot of video games. So a lot of my dreams are video game-esque. Same. So yeah yeah you you love the game so i'm playing the last of us right now i have the second one but i played the first one but i don't even remember it (laughs) so i'm replaying the first one right now okay i'm gonna get into the second one yeah right after it but i I was playing tomb raider a few months ago and i had mall toss in my dreams like we were at a family party (laughs) and i'm like guys hold on (laughs) it's like everyone in the party got mad at me but i'm like guys i just threw a mall toss it's fine so like I woke up the next day like okay obviously Molotov's from Tomb Raider but why was I throwing it at a family party and who would I be throwing it at? Like, yeah, if you just so, wanted to show off, you know? Yeah, who knows? Like <laughs> how to make these motherfuckers? I'm gonna use them. Right, like a party trick. So for me, yeah. dreams can be like a spiritual awakening, and 
I've had a lot of psychedelic experiences in the float tank and in my dreams. So I come to like a lot of greater like epiphanies. So I find it as like a place where I can talk to myself during the day. I'm stimulated by everything around me, but in my dream, I can hone in and just yeah. kind of be centered. Centered, yes. Yeah. Find my chi. It's yeah, it gets kind of hazy, right? It gets like it, the the lines get a little blurry and grayed when, because like I I'd say that the vast majority of mainstream society for the longest time, at least in in the U.S. and our culture, has thought of dreams as just being shit that's taking place in your head. You know, like it's it's solely your brain. Like it, it's it's you're taking in the world the information that you get in your waking life and it's just kind of like being put into the brain's computer and fucking like replayed back to you and you know or you're working out certain things that you aren't dealing with in your physical life and you're yeah. like dealing with them in in your dream life but then you get those experiences like where you have deja vu where you go to a place in the dream that you recognize and you've been to before but you don't know why right or you don't know even how you've been there before. Like a sense of familiarity, like, wait, I've been here before, but I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had, for sure. I've had one lucid dream that was like that, but then you also have things where, like you said, you fucking almost like precognitive stuff, you know, yeah. I've, I've had a dream and it's like very, it was very small incident, but like the, the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Basically like it's a small thing, but what it represents as a whole is like something huge. Like basically what it had, what had happened in mine is I became, I became lucid and like uh, I got into, a, did you ever watch anime? I have seen some, my friends would watch it, but I don't even know uh, what it would be called. Okay. So this, this happened before I ever really, really got into anime. The only anime at this point that I'd ever really been a fan of was like Dragon Ball Z. And this was yeah. nothing like Dragon Ball Z, except for one thing that I did. I like the Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's honestly, that was one of the big reasons why I got into lucid dreaming to begin with. Because I wanted to do a fucking Kamehameha, you know? Is that the... Yep. I did that in my dream. Yeah, it's pretty and cool, right? <laughs> I did it, I was like, I just do Ball Z this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, but so I had this, I had this lucid dream where... I can't remember how it started. The biggest thing, like I have it written down somewhere, but the biggest things that I remember is that I become lucid and I'm flying. And all of a sudden in my field of view, there's like this giant thing that, that emerges, this giant being. And it's essentially like this giant, like when I'm talking giant dude, I'm talking like it had to have been like fucking 400 feet tall like big, like really, really fucking big, like bigger than anything that we encounter in waking life, right? But it was like this giant skeleton thing. I had on these like kind of like armor and it had like this sort of blue aura to it, right? And I'm like flying up towards it and it gets into my field of view and I charge up this fucking Kamehameha and I fire it at it. And then the next thing I know is that all of a sudden my perspective changes from me watching this thing and watching the beam go towards this thing so now all of a sudden I'm, when I say I'm, I mean, the perspective that I'm consciously witnessing now is like fucking three miles this way, watching the beam, watching me flying towards it, watching the beam shooting towards it and watching the collision of it from miles away. Right. Yeah. And then there's this fucking big explosion. And then all of a sudden my perspective comes back to me 
and I'm in like this big cloud of dust and everything. And it's just fucking like, it's really all just smoky and shit. But then to my left, there's this dude that appears and he looks like a fucking, you know what, uh, like what a fryer is like a fryer tuck. Uh-uh. So they're, I think that's the right word, but they're essentially like old timey priests, like from, like from, uh, like from Dracula days. Like they have like these fucking, like they got these fucking like robes on, but they're like brown robes and they got like the weird funky haircut. Or yeah, like the bowl haircut kind of thing. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. I know exactly. what you're talking about. I've seen it in like a TV show or Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, like, like yeah, like th- those type of like timed people. So there's yes. like that dude there. Except he doesn't have the funky haircut, but he does have that type of robe. And like, I see him and he's right next to me and he just looks at me and he just says something really bizarre. Like, I I can't, I can't tell you what it was. Cause even when I wrote down the dream, I didn't like immediately when I woke up, I didn't remember what the fuck it was. I just remember in the lucid dream, him saying whatever he said and me having the thought of, and a very clear thought of, I have never heard anyone say that before ever. Yeah and then I wake up and then like a day or two later like a day or two later on I want to say it was like sports center or something somebody says the exact same fucking thing that he said and it was one of those things where like my like when it happened and I heard it again it was like reality just like fucking dude it was so weird it felt like like resetting it's like yeah like you're being watched too yeah, that's the feelings like, wait, I've been here before, yeah. or like, wait a second. And yeah. it's like, is it me watching me? Because I already seen it. So yeah. when you that's thought, right. were you being watched? Was that you? I just got goosebumps. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So when I have those moments now, I try to think, I'm like, maybe it's me. <laughs> like, somewhere else. Yeah. yeah a different time. And that, you know, and that's when it, like, that's another thing of like, what the fuck is dreams? Cause you said like, it almost feels like sometimes you're living a different life or something. So like maybe what if like some of these experiences that like, for example, like the ones that I have with Fidel where he's still with me, like the one I had today, what if that's me living a different life in some other reality where like he, it's a timeline where he never got sick and he's still healthy and we're still together and whatever, such, you know what I mean? So it's like. Right. And I thought that with Megan, too, because she passed away from a heroin overdose. There was fentanyl laced in it, and Ooh, she lived in yeah. Michigan at the time, and it hit Ohio real bad, and then went to Michigan and got a whole bunch of people, like, within a month span. Yeah, it was, like, really tragic, but it makes me think, like, what if that was, like, me in another time, where, like, if she didn't, like, pass, like, what if she didn't get that batch, and who knows? But yeah. either way, it's crazy to think, like, I love thinking of like the parallel universes and like black holes and just like anything like the wave theory, how like one thing could happen and then another thing branches off and every mm. single decision, the butterfly effect too. Yeah. So yeah, if you think that the possibilities are endless or I'm like, if I, I've gotten into two car crashes, I'm like, well, what if one, one timeline I die and I'm just still living this one. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's really dude, it's really a trip, man. That's that's why I like whenever I love I'm, thinking about stuff like that. I like get my brain pumping. I'm like, wait, that wouldn't make sense. I'm like, but what would it make sense? I'm like, just that it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, it's funny to me that there's so many people that like just immediately discount any of these experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. When it's like 
Okay, well, have you had anything like similar to this? Because if you did, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be so quick to just jump on the whole. It's just a fucking dream. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Perspective, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Like instantly disregard it. It's like why aren't you opening yeah. or trying to understand my perspective for a second? You know what I think a lot of it is, um, or at least some of it. I think a lot of it is fear, because um, I, you know, the majority of the people that I've met in my life that I've tried to like get into lucid dreaming like i'll tell them like enough people have come to me over the years because i talk about it openly um my some of my journeys with it that they'll ask me about it and they say like oh it sounds so interesting like fucking how do you do it and i'm like well, i could i could fucking help you and they're like oh no 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 no, i couldn't fucking do it i'm too scared oh no 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 or i don't want to um face the demon like my friends like yeah. two of my friends have dreams where something's chasing them and they are both open to turn around and face the monster but at first they were like oh no 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 i don't i don't want to ask what it's there for like but just ask it if you know your dream and just turn around and be like what are you here for and they're like oh god i don't know about that like they it didn't that thought never went through their head before yeah and by saying it was like what yeah <laughs> so luckily they were a little open to it but uh, some people will just disregard it and that just I was actually just rereading some of my like my first dream journal that I did. So I've I've been the very first one that I ever had, the lucid lucid dream was like 2008, 2009. Like I had one and that that was it for like a good long period, I want to say. And then it wasn't until I got clean from meth that I actually really started to dive into it and actually try to get serious about it. So that was like 2011. Like early 2011 um and in the intensity of it and how committed i was back then i've gone back and like i've been rereading some of my uh dream journals have you ever encountered like the voice behind the dream Mm -hmm. have you ever heard different voices or is it always like just one voice that you hear i only heard one voice and the second time i asked it a question it didn't respond i got put into another dream and i found my answer there Hmm. so the first time it was just like very somber i guess it was just like Hmm. like somber is that like a good word kind of i can't even remember what it i do you you remember if it had like a a male or female sort of a male voice like oh like a calm male like have a like that's why i feel like somber like didn't have much emotion to it it was just like a narrative kind of thing almost like a morgan freeman kind of voice but (laughs) (laughs) i wish it would be morgan freeman maybe i can plant that in my head right now because i love his voice wow you know what time out actually that'd be fucking dope if just every everyone's fucking inner voice was just morgan freeman you know that'd be dope second time i asked my dream um it was so ridiculous because my back my right side of my back hurts sometimes and it just happened to be hurting that week and I was just like oh I'm losing I'm like what is my right side of my back been hurting like it was so specific I asked I was like what about this right side and then that's where it took me to a different dream and I was in a trapeze group and I was like doing all these cool trapeze and then now because of that dream I got a yoga trapeze <laughs> Oh, no shit. (laughs) It was like this type of material in my dream. And like, I know like my trainer, my personal trainer tells me to stretch. Like I know better. So my dream was kind of like, 
stretch. Like that's the bottom line I got out of it was because mm -hmm. all these trapeze, we were like moving our bodies and just kind of stretching it. And that's what that does is the inversion. It flips you upside down, lets your body just kind of let go of itself. And my back's been back to normal again. It feels fine. That's good. <laughs> but I just was like, you know what? I'll, I'll get a trapeze. That sounds pretty cool. Hey, that was like the little future foreboding right there, you know? This is in your future. Embrace yeah. it. Um, okay, so, so I have only asked it a few times because I went to a Robert Wagoner uh, seminar in Los Santos, I think, in the Bay Area, right before the COVID hit. It was like one of the last events I was able to go to. Mm -hmm. He talked about that, and that's when I started picking that up of like asking the dream. And then I've done the like clarity now. Oh, vividness yeah. now and that comes to light but I never really get a response it's more like actions are the response hmm. yeah it, it, it was, now, next time I ask I guarantee it'll be Morgan Freeman and I hope so and if it is I'll <laughs> let you know I'll be like I did it I got I set defaults god I, I hope I hope that you get Morgan Freeman too man that'll be so cool um yeah the uh when you're talking about you you don't really get responses it's more like actions dude it took me a long time to actually hear anything for the first time. Like I, I read, the first book that I read was um, Stephen LaBurge's Exploring the World of Lucid Dreaming. And then after that, I got into Robert Wagner's. And just the whole, I, I, I'm always, I wanna reread it because honestly, it was such a game changer in terms of like, what my understanding of dreaming could possibly be. And it was really like the the sort of, the opening of that door for me was that book in terms of like, broadening my perspective of what Robert Wagner one isn't that got yeah. a guy opening a door on the cover yeah yeah it is it's like a window or something like that yeah 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 totally um <laughs> middle of that right now yeah that's a perfect way to explain it opening the door dude for sure and it, you know what a backup plan you could do if you didn't want if you couldn't get Morgan Freeman you could get Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus you know the whole fucking yeah. matrix and, and, I can only show you the door I can only show you the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, that'd be so great. But so, uh, spoon is in your mind. Exactly. Um, uh, there is no spoon. Um, there is no spoon. So in the process, like after I read the book, I was, I became fucking obsessed with trying to experience the, the awareness, the voice behind the dream myself. And so I would do like, that was just my intention was I would just, <laughs> cause at, like, the oh, at the time I like the only real, way i could look at it at that time is a fucking help was i just god it's so crazy how much time has gone by that that was like eight nine years ago so i was i was like 22 23 years old so i was still a fucking child right and the only perspective that i could have for whatever that voice could possibly be that this dude is talking about in this book is like well i guess that's my subconscious or something you know so my intention was always, I want to speak to my subconscious. I want to fucking meet my subconscious. So every time I would get lucid, I would just yell out, I want to fucking talk to my subconscious. I want to meet my subconscious. I want to, you know, see my subconscious and just crickets, nothing. It wouldn't be anything. <laughs> I would get so frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? 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 I know you're what here. Doing? Is this yeah. dude lying or what? And what ended up happening was um, it finally spoke to me or something spoke to me, but I wasn't asking for it. Eventually, like I fucking gave up on the, uh, on the, like trying to talk to it. I was just like, all right, fine, whatever. It's not fucking working for me. I'm going to do something else. So I had this, I had this goal of, I wanted to see earth from space. 
like or no 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 i wanted to see earth i wanted to see earth from the moon that was my thing i wanted to see earth from the moon and so i would try to work on that for a long time and eventually i had this one dream where i was there was like this one dude from high school who i was actually friends with so i don't know why we were having this sort of thing in the dream but it, it was what it was i was fighting him and like this other group of guys and i was getting my ass kicked it was like three four four dudes against me and i was just getting my my fucking ass whooped right and i remember specifically yelling out i've had enough and then when I yelled that out, all of a sudden I just bursted with energy. It was like fucking very much DBZ. Like all of a sudden I just was like, and I realized I was dreaming. And so I was like, oh shit. And I remember sort of getting better at not getting distracted by what was immediately around me and being more like focused on remembering what the actual goal was. Don't get distracted on the bullshit that's happening here. What am I here for? Now that I'm here, what did I want to do? And so once I realized that and remembered that, I was like, okay, fuck all this shit. I want to see Earth from the moon. So I looked up and I yelled it and I'm in like this fucking building. Then all of a sudden, I can feel something like pick me up from like my shoulders and just fucking lift me up. And I end up like flying through this building. I'm flying through this night sky. I can see this city down below me. I don't know where the city was. I just remember seeing all the lights in the city. I'm flying through the clouds and I can feel the moisture on my skin and everything. And I'm like, so amped up. I'm like, so excited. I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now, but I'm lucid for it. And I'm just all jacked up on this yeah. shit. And like, I'm screaming. I'm just like, woohoo. And my voice is going hoarse. Like I, like in the dream, I remember my voice going hoarse. From <laughs> and b- before I know it, <clears throat> I'm in outer space and I'm overlooking this planet. I'm in space and I'm overlooking this planet and I'm thinking that it's earth. And this is the first time that I heard anything like that wasn't me or a dream figure in the, in the dream. And I'm butchering what it said, but the way that I had it written down and I, I wrote it in the thing was like, and this is not how it talked. It talked much more intelligent and articulate and I'm just dumbing it down because that's, I'm a fucking dummy. You know what I mean? But basically what it had said was that this isn't earth. This is some other planet because earth is like lame or something like that. Like earth is whack. This is, this is so-and-so planet, but I've never heard the word before. Mm-hmm. And then it starts talking to me about how I have like a unique voice and I can do like all these different kinds of frequencies. Like I can do fucking like high pitched and deep and fucking whatever the fuck it was telling me I had like a unique voice which at that time I didn't know I could do any of the things I could do with my voice at all or the dialects or anything like that. So I was just like, okay, I guess. And then it like put me down onto the planet, but the voice itself, it sounded and I, like, I'll never fucking forget it. It sounded really powerful and it sounded like it was hundreds of voices all speaking together in unison. Like a booming voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. And I've heard that one a few times before, but in my journey of trying to understand exactly what it was, I ended up encountering different voices as well. Um, And one, I just was on this before you actually came on, so I might be able to look at it really quick. But so like basically I went and I, yeah, so this is kind of going off topic for a quick second, but it'll come back to what I'm talking about. There was this dude named I think his name was Dwayne Hepner, um, who was a neighbor of my former sponsor for Narcotics Anonymous. And he wrote a book 
that like my sponsor told me that this dude was a lucid dreamer and he like written this book and he was talking about all these different like realms and stuff. And I read the book and I found it very interesting, but I couldn't get past all the typos in the book, but it almost scared me in a way. Some of the things that the dude was talking about, because it was like, it was talking about fucking how we end up always coming back here until we fucking do some shit and you can't move on to the next realm until like certain things happen or something, you know? I've heard things like that too. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so when, after, after like that lucid dream where I heard that voice, there was a couple other times I heard the voice for different reasons and different things I was trying to do. But eventually I read that book and then I was trying to understand the whole concept of the realms and stuff. And so I wanted to, like, I asked the voice, I wanted to go to see certain realms. Like I wanted to, I, the thing that I had written here is that I wanted to see the first realm and I can't remember consciously what exactly the first realm entailed, but I'd asked to go see the first realm. And then the voice said, we can't. And then another dream happened later, like a few days later. And I'd asked it, I was lucid and I asked, why can't we? And then it said, my master says you're not ready. And this is the first time that I heard a voice that wasn't that one that sounded like a hundred fucking voices in unison. And that one, I can remember, and still even to this day, not really being able to hear my own voice in it. It just sounded like a whole bunch of fucking people talking together, but I couldn't necessarily hear myself in it. But this other voice that said we can't and says that my master says you're not ready, I could hear some of myself in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I seen another girl in my dream who looked like a version of me and it got me confused because yeah, it just was one of those familiar and I'm like, wait a second. Are you me? Like, oh yeah, what? Yeah. That sense of like sense of self. Yeah. Um, and then I've had it like like there was that one and then I can remember another one that sounded just straight up like me like 100% I was like oh that's fucking me but he's like I'm like way the fuck over there how's that possible and then I've heard like female voices before too um and so like when I after all this had happened I went and I asked uh, I I emailed Robert Wagner and I tried to ask him about the voice and I was trying to just get his opinion on it and I I wanted to ask him like, what did yours sound like? And he basically was like, no, you know, I never really thought about it. And I was just like, what are you fucking, you know, you what? Like, you nobody know. tells you about it? Dude. You never thought about it? It fucking, it was like a million voices all together. Like, what do you mean you don't fucking think about it? You know, like, but in hindsight now, I'm wondering if, cause like con- conceptually, if the thing that you said, your higher self, if, assuming that that was my higher self that said my master said we're not ready you're not ready what's higher than your higher self yeah yeah i know right like infinite each way like you know if there's so, a higher self then it's got you know rock bottom self right oh fuck it like <laughs> no I, i've experienced that in salvia that's a different trip that's a different fucking thing right there yeah oh yeah. my gosh but yeah, so it's like the the potential at the very least to say of being able to experience things that you just would never experience in the physical world with lucid dreaming is just like it's my it's a mind fuck for sure. It is. I I got I was lucid a few months ago and I got shot in my leg and like right as the guy had because it was a bank robbery like and I'm always in the bank like 
not today. Like, these artists aren't going to get away with it. And like, I somehow, like, top secret agent Rachel Ninja comes out every time. Of course. And I'm, like, able to, like, maneuver around. But, like, there was this pole, and I just went around, and the guy, like, had the gun. And I was like, not again. And I get shot, and I'm just like, ah, oh, that's burned. That burned so bad. And then I woke up, and I'm just writing the dream down. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what a gunshot wound like gunshot wound feels like and I googled it and it just talks about like it burning and all this and I'm like that's spot on I'm like somehow my lucid self like knew or I don't know it's just crazy how in that moment I can like feel it yeah and, like, fall away and then able to like revisit it later like almost like a memory <laughs> yeah whatever the human brain is it seems like it's almost a storage facility and I don't know if you've actually read fucking uh like me and Reese have read it. I know Lana was getting into it, but did, have you ever read Matthew Walker's book yet? No, I have not. Um, so there's like one part in it where he, he theorizes that he, he believes, and I'm kind of on board with this, this notion that what if we remember everything that's ever happened to us, both physically and like in the dream world, like every dream we've ever had, we remember it's just that it's stored somewhere that's, kind of out of reach the because files the akash do you know what i'm talking about are you are you trying to say the akashic records yes, or something akasha records is that yes. what that is yeah that's what i uh, um that's what i believe it is i think like it's the all self-knowledge i had a dream about that one time and the whole dream was like a secret like thing it was like very like i was hiding this vhs tape that had knowledge on it and then I end up in this white room and it's just like infinitely goes on white. It's like white space and there's a table and uh, bookshelves and I'm able to go into the bookshelves and I pull out a few books and I'm reading it and I'm just trying so hard to absorb all this information because it's all right in front of me and that I can't quite remember what the information was, but it, it's, it reminded me of like some things off like Harry Potter, like it was magic and it was like telling me how to do it. and yeah, I just woke up and it made me feel like I was accessing that part of my brain to help me get through whatever I needed to at the time. Yeah. It, just, like, it was crazy. It was like the sense of all knowing. I'm like, everything's here and I have access to it and mm -hmm. I can just, I have to just get there or remember. Yeah. Like I, I really, it's one of those things I feel like we might never actually know the answer, at least in our lifetime, because there's so much to explore and there's not, I feel like there's, not quite enough people that are actively trying to seek the knowledge or trying to actively pursue it. Um, but like the, sometimes the feelings that I get is that like, like normal dreams to me feel like they could possibly be taking place in my brain. Right. Like I have a lot of times where it feels, and this is one of the things that fucking, uh, I think I got this, this was either from the Burge or from Wagner, um, where one of the things that I'd written down to try like my experiments from back in the day was all thought forms must now disappear. So that would be something that I would say. So like, instead of like clarity now or lucidity now saying all thought forms must disappear. And the essential like thought process behind it is that when you say that the things that are supposedly your mind's creation will then like kind of vanish. And so yeah. as I was rereading some of these past dreams, like I didn't actually remember any of these until I started rereading them, but then they all fucking came back to me. Right. So it's like, that's all fucking stored somewhere. Right, and, like infinitely long filing cabinets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like f fucking going back to Morgan Freeman and Bruce Almighty. I was uh, thinking fucking, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but so 
in one of these dreams, I, I had said that I had said like all thought forms must now disappear. And there was this girl that I was with and this, uh, both this girl and this guy that I went to high school with who I was friends with and she disappeared. And this is when I became lucid. So I, when I became lucid, I grabbed her and like, we started flying together. And then I said, all thought forms must now disappear. And she disappeared except for her hands, which I was still holding on to. And then I looked back at my buddy and he was still there. And then I said, I wanted her to come back. And then all of a sudden he became her. And then I go back down there and then I'm like, all thought forms must now disappear. And just her face disappeared, but whatever the fucking figure was still there. Oh, so wow. it's so like her, your thought was her face, but the rest of her body wasn't your thought. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know oh. if I actually was able to put that together back then when I wrote it, but rereading it today, that was exactly what I thought. Oh. That was exactly what I was thinking. It's so like upon rereading that, it almost it almost makes me think that like it might be I kind of feel like our normal dreams, our non lucid dreams, could very well be taking place in our brains. And then when we become lucid or as we get closer to lucidity, it's almost like we're elevating onto a different like if everything's running congruently and uh for like uh fucking parallel with each other. Like everything's running parallel with each other, but they're just stacked on different levels, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yo, have, it, have you seen the new Rick and Morty uh, episodes? This have you watched Rick and Morty? I do watch them. I I saw <laughs> up until the mid season finale. I might have seen the second half of the the first episode the one with the vat of acid, and Morty makes fun of them for having a vat of acid as part of the plan um i think was that the one on the train no that's not the one on the well that one actually goes pretty well too because in the the tickets guy is also in another life right there and it shows how that forms but there's one where um morty gets to like replay his like life like a video game and okay. has checkpoints and every time he redoes the checkpoint another Morty in a different life has to pay that price. So it shows like all, all the different Mortys. And then this Morty is like, oh, checkpoint. So then this Morty dies or like this one. So he can keep jumping to these different planes to keep yeah. the life you want. So yeah, cool. That's what I think when you said the planes on top of each other. Yeah. It's like all happening at once. And then like, yeah. So I feel like that it could be that, that we're like our normal dreams happen on like this level. And then as we become lucid, we kind of go into this other thing where potentially we're interacting with other beings or other, other humans that are also now lucid on this level. And that's where you, you I guess, could get like shared dream experiences, right? Which mm -hmm. I personally have never had a shared dream, but I know people that have. And I know that Robert Wagner is one of the people that's talked pretty adamantly about it as well. I have with my best friend when we lived together uh like there was three months where we shared the same bed in the same room so we were literally sleeping side by side and we would wake up in the morning and tell each other our dreams and there would be a few times where she was like no way I had a dream we were doing that too and it was just by one of those we had the exact same dreams frequently and That's it just crazy. who knows if it was stuff that we were watching when we fell asleep and we just happened to both dream about it but it was pretty pretty crazy and I was like okay I feel like it's possible. So I've never had dream share with someone distant. It was always with her sharing the room.
still though i mean yeah if you're if you're able to do that like even multiple times like one time yeah. is one is one time is enough to make you go like huh but you could kind of like be like eh, maybe but if you're doing that multiple times each other's sentences yeah we, i would be like we were doing this and then she's like and then we we're doing that and i was like and then we did this and then we're both like ah yeah okay yeah exactly <laughs> so like when you when you get to that that almost feels like that it's its own layer as well Right. And then I wonder like, okay, so where does like astral projection fit into that? You know, right. at another level on top of it, or is that like, is that the astral projection and it's just the method of how you got there is different than like the fucking, the blasting off or the fucking right. incoming and grabbing you type of thing in the, in the void. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel that I've had astral projection one time in high school and I was flying over Paris because there was the Eiffel Tower and it was like, I felt the wind. It was like having a lucid dream, but I consciously went there. So it could be, someone might say it was a wild, but for me, I was like, I think I have astral projected to France. I was like, I don't know what was going on. I didn't even checked the weather. So like, I really don't know, but it just made me feel like that was an experience that I just kind of like went up and like started flying around. I'm I'm like one of the people that kind of can get uh, a little too anal with like the whole terminology, or at least in the past, I definitely would like, uh-huh. you know, like I, I was a pretty firm believer that they were one in the same, like wild, like lucid dreaming and astral projection. I was pretty convinced that they were the same until I had like certain experiences that made me like second guess my own belief in them. But at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, what really matters is that you had the experience, you know? Right. It doesn't matter what the term, and that's what I always say language is the real language barrier because everyone's trying to throw words at it. Yes. And some people are more smarter than other people. So some people are trying to find words to explain it where one person can say it, that sentence in one word. And I feel like we're always trying to help each other understand things, Yeah. but we're missing the point of it versus trying to explain it. And there was another time when I was in high school too, I, for like a good month, I was like, did I almost get abducted by aliens? It was so mind bottling. I couldn't explain it. Like it was weird. I've talked to a few friends about it and they're like, that was astral projection. And I was like, what? And I was like, well, now that makes a little more sense. Maybe I was astral, going to astral beam on an alien ship or something. I don't know. But it was one of those, I was sleeping outside in a tent and I was at the lake house with my family and I was sleeping by myself and I was conscious, but I remember like this twist, like <laughs> pulling me up and I felt like coming up from my chest and like starting to beam up. And I just go, uh-uh, no, no, just put, <laughs> put me down. Not I'm today, like, Satan. <laughs> and it was like, I was like stiff, but I was like, eh. I'm like squirming around. I'm like, no, because I like saw the aliens on the other side of this beam. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't know. And I like felt like a presence of this shit. And I was like, I don't want to go in there and I like came back down and I woke myself up and it tripped me out because there was like uh my water bottle was like it like looked like I had a little struggle (laughs) so I don't know but my friend explained like that's kind of how he has had AP like experience is like this twist like pain like your soul coming out of your body Mm -hmm. so when he explained that I was like wow maybe I could astral project so that's something i'm open to but i just haven't put the diligence to try to like do it for a certain period of time yeah i feel like hey maybe i scratched the surface on it maybe I, I I, it sounds like it the yeah that's crazy the, 
the one time that I had where I was like trying to induce a wild or an AP or whatever, uh, this was, I want to say it was before Fidel, but it was at the place I was living when I got Fidel. But basically like I, I was going to bed and I was trying to do, I didn't want to have to do the wake back to bed. I wanted, like, I felt like the, the golden way of doing it, whether it's AP or wild or whatever the fuck was trying to go from being consciously awake, like when you're going to bed and then somehow being able to go right into one. Right. So that's what I was trying to do. So like I went to bed, I'm laying on my stomach cause that's what I do. You know how I do. What I do. I'm on my stomach sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what ended up happening was I had to wait for a long time, but eventually I remember fucking vibrating. Like my entire body felt like it was vibrating. Like the bed felt like it was vibrating. And I can remember I'm burping. I'm, excuse me. I remember, <laughs> I remember burping. <laughs> uh, I, I can remember like feeling like I was being pressed into my bed. Like my whole body was like being into the bed, but at the same time, feeling like I was lifting up from it. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Um, but then I pretty much lost it after that. And then the only, the, the I, I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago that I had like one experience that made me question my own beliefs that Wild and AP were, were the same thing. Or lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming and AP were the same thing. I had a lucid dream. This was a little bit before Fidel left his body. I remember being lucid and I'm like outside and have you seen Avatar? The last airbender, the one? No, 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 no. Or the, um, or the blue people. The blue people. Both of them, but yes, the blue people. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Good answer. Um, yeah. Remember in, do you remember in Avatar, the blue people one, like the floating rocks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I love that so much. In, in the lucid dream. I become lucid. I don't really remember how I became lucid. I just remember I was lucid. I remember looking up and seeing a bunch of floating rocks in the sky. And one of the things that I can do, like if depending on how lucid I am, given the moment, I've developed like certain techniques for being able to fly pretty reliably. But you know how it is. Like if you're really lucid, you can do whatever really easily. And if you're like not as lucid, you kind of fucking struggle, right? But there's one workaround that I kind of have been able to do kind of like regardless of how lucid i am and it's the scorpion thing from mortal Kombat. you know how he shoots like those like that fucking like the fucking the thing out of his hand yeah. like, get over here yeah yeah so i kind of do that almost like spider-man and i'll do that to kind of like web sling uh web swing around sort of so i see these rocks floating in the sky and i kind of just fucking get over here at the rock this thing shoots out of my hand and attaches to it. And all of a sudden I'm fucking, I'm going, I'm flying towards the rock and I'm going like really fucking fast. And I have this really overwhelming and intense thought that if I keep going, I'm going to leave my body. And I was already lucid. And so I got like, when I had that thought, I got scared and I was like, I woke myself up. That's, that's really the moment that makes me question my own belief of, you know, I'm leaving my body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt when I did DMT. And it was like the same experience of that hand grabbing me. And the first time I did it, I was like, "Mm -mm, no, I did the same. Uh, uh, no, like I do this, like in my mind, I'm just like, no, take it back. (laughs) And then the second time I did DMT, like I was brought to this black space and it was, um, a whole bunch of like colors of 
every spec, like all the spectrums. <laughs> and I was like, I was in spectrums this- Spectrums you hadn't even seen before. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. all the different ones. And I was in like the storage container of all these different lights and it just expanded out. And I told one of my friends that, and they said there's like a term saying like, that's my box of energy. Like that's me. And then I'm connected to everything else in the world. I mean, either way, it was a very enlightening experience, but it was just, it just <laughs> <Enlightening. got enlightening. laughs> enlightening. and then I woke back up in my car <laughs> and then I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, when I, some of my dreams though I can just relate right to like psychedelics and more like taking acid I'm like whoa that's kind of crazy how I have like that same feel when I'm dreaming but I love it and one dream that I had um you were talking earlier about like the awareness and it like brought me back to this one dream that I had where you were saying how you wanted to see the earth from the moon mm-hmm. I was I became lucid and somehow was like asking like what like I don't know what I said but it was something about like being like so small in such a big universe you know and it just kind of showed me and it felt like mother Gaia was like speaking to me it was very feminine energy and it just like lifted me up too and I was like I started just getting a perspective it was like from where I was standing to the city to like the town, the state, to the country, to the world, to the solar system, and then to the whole entire like stars and everything. And it just like at that point, I was just kind of sitting there taking it all in. And I was like, whoa, like I am small, but yet I'm also so big because I'm part of all of this. Yeah. So it kind of gave me that psychedelic experience, but yeah. in a night's dream. You know, it's so, it's so weird, man. Cause like, do you feel like that you became a more humble person because yeah. of this, because yeah. of the dreaming? Yeah. And I feel that I'm not, one of the recent lucid dreams I had, I was overlooking the San Francisco Bay and I was looking at an apartment with my friend, Sarah, the one I used to live with. And we were looking at this place and it's beautiful. And it really hit me that I'm dreaming. Cause I was like, wait a second, I have to go back to work. Like, how am I going to work from the Bay? And I'm like, I can't afford this. Like, you know, the real realities started coming and yeah. ruining my dream. And I was like, whoa, I'm dreaming. I was like, Sarah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go outside for a second. I just kind of went outside and was taking it in. And the apartment place that we were looking at was right across the bay from San Francisco. So I'm sitting out on this stoop overlooking the city. And I remember, uh, I think it was Ian Wilson mentioned in the chat how he was like messing with the time in dreams. So mm-hmm. that was in my head. I was like, oh, let's see what this time thing's about. Like, what can you show me with time, dream? And it just, the San Francisco, like, skyline and the bridges on each side, and it just shows the sun rising and then setting. And all of the lights in the city are turning off, and cars are going by. It's, like, vivid detail, like, crazy. You can see people walking, like, rabbit speed. And then it starts going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And I just start crying because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, our life's going to be over in a splash. Like, that's how I kind of saw it as, like, time so the construct. so it was just like emotional I've cried a few times in my dreams being (laughs) but I woke up feeling humble like I'm going to take my day and cherish every second good and bad because the days are gonna go by and the time's gonna fly by and it hurts but it's well that's kind of why I have this tattoo is like for my friend Megan she told me if I took acid with her that she would show me the universe and then she passed away 
And I was one who was like, I'm not going to take acid because if I do, I'm going to be the one person who believes I can fly and jump off a building. When I took it, found out it's nothing like that. Yeah. But I have that all. That all, yeah. But like after she passed away, I went to get mushrooms for my buddy and he gave me two free tabs of acid. He's like, hey, you want some free tabs of acid? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> sure, I'll take some. And I was just sitting like in my room one night and that's when I heard Megan say, take the acid. And I was like, shit. You heard my, her. I heard her like whisper, take the acid. And I'm just laying there stoned like, yeah, like perfect time. And I was by myself. My roommates were at a rave. So I ended up taking it and I had a great time. Like, I like, had my bearded dragon. I was looking at him through the glass and I was just looking at my posters and I was looking in the mirror and I was like glowing and like illuminating. I loved it. And then my roommates came home and they were on Molly and I was like, I'm on acid. And everyone's like, Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya. But afterwards, contemplating like the whole experience. I was thinking like, wow, I kind of did, I did see the universe and I felt that Megan did show me and I got to see little bits of how it worked. So like it's my third eye seeing the universe, but yet it's crying because like time passes and I miss her. And although everything's beautiful, there's, it's tragic at the same time. Like yeah. disaster is beautiful, like beautiful disaster kind of, mm -hmm. but it definitely makes me humble. I would say that. Dude, that, that's fucking beautiful, man. A lot of tattoos for her. Like, this was the inner compass one, too. Like, I don't have a... To have a set direction, I just need to follow my inner self. Like, yeah. where am I pointing to? I like that. You know, I think it's important that if you're going to get a tattoo, make sure that it represents something important to you, you know? Mm -hmm. That's one of the big reasons why I haven't ever got one is because for the longest time, there just wasn't... I had ideas about certain things, but there was just never anything that really struck me as being like, yeah. that's it. But I have one now. I don't have the tattoo yet, but I have what it's going to be. And it's something that I do every day is I write oh. fidelity on both of my hands. Oh, wow. Um, the reason I write it is because like the word, the word Fidel means loyal. And mm -hmm. Fidel was the most loyal being that I've ever known in my entire life. He was always there. He always fucking showed up. He came to me in my life when I needed him most. And the connection that I had with him, the very first time I saw him was so fucking intense. And it was like so otherworldly. And it was like, I recognized something in him and he recognized something in me. And that's why I say like, I feel like I came here to meet him. Mm -hmm. um, and he showed, he forced me to show up for him every day like there was no off days there was no fucking call outs no sick days no fucking bullshit he always made me show up for him whether i wanted to or not you know and so every day i write that on me just to kind of remind myself of to like you said like life is fucking short man it's gonna be gone in the blink of an eye mm -hmm. and it's to remind myself to show up to the things that are important to me every single day you know and so I write it on myself every day as a reminder, like that little consistency. Right. I'm doing this every fucking day, every. every fucking day. But eventually I do like once this whole fucking COVID shit is over with and I want to actually yeah. get it tattooed on my hand. So that way one, it could act as a nice little lucid thing. I won't have to look right. at my card anymore. I can look at my hand and see if fidelity is on there, you know, right. which the first few videos on my YouTube channel is are about using tattoos as reality checks. And I am so behind. I need to do like, I have like three follow-up videos I could do on that because my dreams are getting smarter. 
like my dream i have to take another step to my tattoo check because my my alien tattoo and my moon tattoo are almost there every single time now and it like and as i do it i'm like talking to myself i'm like you conscious like you sneaky little fuck (laughs) like you were trying to think make me think i was still like not dreaming but now like when i'm doing the reality check i'll look at my fingers and then now I touch my nose ring because this was Megan's. So I touch my nose ring and then I think about who's like, who's Megan and like where I am in my life, kind of like retrace my steps and that that's quick and it gets me going. So I haven't quite used it yet, but I have been able to get lucid in my dreams by checking my tattoos and then doing it again and then maybe looking at a clock. And then I'm like, look back at the clock. And I'm like, no way I'm dreaming. The clock's messed up, but how come it got my tattoos? I, yeah. So I'm like, man. But it still like got me in the habit of doing reality checks and kind of checking and getting that mental check going. But it's just crazy to me now that it's <laughs> it's taken a few months, but it's now part infiltrated my dreams. I now have these tattoos. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like it's becoming like actually a part of you. So it kind of makes right. sense that it would show up. Yeah, and one of the recent dreams I had too, I was running to the car with my friend, and in that moment running I realized whoa I'm dreaming like I didn't have to do a reality check it was just like huh I'm dreaming yeah those ones those ones are the weird ones man it's like you're mentally transitioned in and I'm like whoa (laughs) those ones always fucking throw me for a loop because it's not like a it's not like anything you know like in LaBerge's book he talks about like the different types of dream dream signs and shit and it's not like I was doing anything in the moment or I was in some sort of scenario that I wouldn't normally find myself in, or it's not like I saw something that shouldn't happen in, yeah. in the physical world. Like it's just all of a sudden it clicked and I knew I was dreaming just like <laughs> without anything really needing to tell me, you know? Yeah. Like, like you said, it was a part of you, like it was there all along. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, it, like just fucking it tagged you in like a wrestler tag. Yeah. It's like tag. Oh, I'm in now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Have you ever taken any psychedelics while you were actually in the dream state? Like, have you ever tried to take acid when you're actually lucid dreaming or anything? Did I take mushrooms? I don't think I took mushrooms, but I talked about taking mushrooms in my dream. And I was like, oh, like, no wonder this is a good spot to take mushrooms or like something like that. But as far as doing mushrooms in my dream, no. Going into like the kind of silly sillier aspects of this what's one of the coolest things that you've ever done while lucid i jumped off of a skyscraper with like my dream guide and drop or the next thing like yeah i jump off the building like i call him my dream guide because he followed like he showed me all these like techniques i could do in my dream and was like telling me how to fly and then all of a sudden popped crow wings out of our backs like I've seen it in a movie. I can't tell you which one it was, but it was like, we were just normal people. And then boom, like big angel wings pop out, but they were crows and we were, and it only popped out once you jumped off the building. So you jumped off and then it popped open and then you're able to fly. But that was a very long dream. He was just kind of showing, he was kind of like, it felt like a parent figure kind of like, come on young one, let me show you the way. Has he been in a sense, but it was a lot of cool stuff. And I just remember like, wow, it was really, really intense. Has he shown up in other dreams or was it just that one? It was just that one. But that dream last, it felt like it was like a few days and one night. And it was just like a lot of like training aspects. And it would be cool. I guess it would be just flying. I love flying in my dreams. And I was trying to think of 
was it a lavender? No, I wanted to go through a field of strawberries to eat a strawberry. And the next thing I know, it was a lavender field. And I was like, that's okay. And I went down and I smelled the lavender. And I just remember being so relaxed. I was like, oh, like it was just like taking it in and just smelling it. It was so potent. Like, I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. So I really like those dreams where I'm like kind of by myself tinkering with my surroundings or like playing with water and I've like water bended in my dreams before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool. And this past year, my grandpa like went into a home. He lives in Michigan. He's got problems breathing and he's got Parkinson's. So he shakes a lot. Mm -hmm. So we went in the home and he's doing fine. But my grandma, you know, like wants to see him a lot with COVID shut down. So with all this stuff happening, I heard a lot about using like healing powers and sending it to people. And that was because of Robert Wagner's seminar. He talked about a woman sending healing power, like healing energy to her mom. And like the next day she happened to like be healed. And I believe that there's a lot of like your mind mental power that goes into all of this. So heck, why am I not going to try this if I can maybe help my grandpa? So one night I went on like this adventure in my dream and I was like creating these like orbs of energy. And I just put like, he like visualizing him, like walking around being a, like coherent, like remember, like just like the grandpa, like I know. And I was just like, you're going to be fine. Like healing you. And I was able to like send it out into the darkness. And it was just like sending a mail, like an email, like ding, boom. And I was like, there you go, Grandpa. Like, I love you, Grandpa. And that was the only, like, dream I had with that. But it just made me, I don't know. It was just really nice. I was able to, like, kind of create that and send it off. And I feel that we have so much magic that we can do in our dreams. That's what really makes it fun. And I've levitated things before. For some reason, it was a whole bunch of paper clips. I'm like, well, I'm dreaming. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I'm like, why are all these paper clips around? And then the <laughs> next week I go to work and I realize I start seeing all these paper clips on the ground. And I'm like, everyone probably leaves paper clips around at work. And I just now I'm noticing it because of my levitating dream. Right. But it's amazing how many, like, like you walk into the marketing room, there'll like be like four paper clips. I'm like, what? Just another day in paper clip mm -hmm. land, I guess. But yeah. It just makes park. it fun lot of fun i feel like just it's a whole like play area yeah and it's also like a learning area too and you can become humble out of it for getting started for me and it, it absolutely the motivation was pretty much solely tied to my desire to like do cool shit and have fun and you know i didn't i didn't really look at well i didn't even have really a grasp at what the potential of it could be but I feel like over the course of my journey with it, it's absolutely made me a more humble person. I, but I can, I can very well say that when I first started out doing it, I was still very much my ego self. And you can kind of see it in some of the, like with the lucid dreams that I had, like the things that I was trying to ask the awareness about, like the things that I was trying to accomplish was very much more derivative of what my ego wanted versus what you know what like does this really even matter in the grand scheme of things like this is this is this important to my mission the answer is no but at the time i didn't really know what my mission was you know yeah. um but over the course of all that it's definitely made me a more humble human being well hey rachel really appreciate you coming on man this is a fucking yeah. awesome awesome conversation i definitely want to do it again 
Um, yes. Do you have anything you want to plug to the audience who is listening to this in the near distant future? Keep dreaming. If you like have a dry spell and you kind of like lose that momentum of dreaming, just start again because I've definitely lost that part and I've been on and off with the dreaming and lately I'm like you know what if I miss a few days that's okay and I'm back on a few days later and it's just keeping that consistency yeah and people will get there because I have a lot of people including my friends saying like how do you do it and I was like just start with a mantra tell yourself you're gonna lose a dream or you're just gonna dream and that's like taking that first step and just keep going it's an infinite journey yep 100 100 yeah. 100 well, thank you so much for having me yeah man you better really have a second conversation because this is really fun yeah we'll definitely do it again soon man i really appreciate okay. you all right i'll talk to you later in the chat right. thank you <laughs> bye